Nobody has more respect for women than I do. Nobody. Hillary Clinton wants to abolish it, believe me. She wants to abolish our Second Amendment. I think they didn't deny it. I don't think anybody denied it. Other presidents did not call. They'd write letters, and some presidents didn't do anything. Many people have come out and said, I'm right. You really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? Hello and welcome to Fallacious Trump, the podcast where we use the insane ramblings of Genghis Cunt to explain logical fallacies. I'm your host, Jim. <laughs> no, no punches pulled there. And I'm your other host, Mark. Uh, Happy New Year. Logical fallacy is an error in reasoning that results in bad or invalid arguments. And the logical fallacy we're looking at this first week of 2022 is amazing familiarity, also known as the argument from omniscience. Yeah, so amazing familiarity is when someone makes an argument based on information they can't possibly really know. As you say, it's also known as the argument from omniscience. So um, an omniscient narrator in fiction is one who can tell you not only what's going on with the main character, but what's going on with all the other characters and what they're all thinking and all of that kind of stuff. Fairly common fictional thing to do. Not so common for people in reality. To actually behave as though that's them. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, because most people don't know what everyone else is thinking and what what they're doing all the time and have detailed knowledge of everything going back through history. (laughs) So if someone claims that they do in making their argument in some way, then they are committing this fantasy. It's It's a reasonably common one to do and fairly easy to slip into accidentally because we all kind of we infer from p- what people say and how people behave yeah. what they're thinking and why they're doing things but really we don't know yes exactly and particularly if you're talking about a, uh, a, a people a race a country that you have no experience of or a time some time prior to your own existence and and then talk about it as though people mentioned it to you, you know, because you're one of their familiars. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. That's there's the amazing familiar in the familiarity. You go. You seem to be amazingly familiar with <laughs> with those people. What told you that, or those facts uh-huh. about those people? Yeah. 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 So our first example yeah. from Trump uh, comes from a time. Around one of his impeachments. Oh, okay. I'm actually not sure which one Which one this. Yeah. Uh, I think it might have been the first impeachment. Right. And he was on a, a podcast a radio show and he said this. They're using impeachment for reasons that it was never intended. It's a, I, I just watched a little bit of the hearing. It's a joke what's going on. Everyone is just, they can't even believe it. They've politicized this to a level that it was never meant to be by the founders. Okay. <laughs> Because I was only saying to them <laughs> the other day, yeah, this is not what they meant. Yeah. This, this thing of what the founders intended by something that they wrote or what they meant, what they would have wanted, yeah. uh, what they, they would intended, think if well, yeah, they yeah. could see the America of today. Now. Yeah. Yeah, is a really common thing, especially among... Supreme Court justices, for example. Yeah. You know, you've got, as I'm sure any listeners to the Opening Arguments podcast uh, will know, you've got textualists who will look at the Constitution, look at the laws and say, OK, well, the, the words say this, yeah. so that's how we'll interpret yeah. it. And you've got originalists who who say, well, this is what the, the framers meant when they wrote that. <laughs> right, right, yeah. 
which is a similar argument for interpreting the Bible or any religious text. Say, so, yeah, yep. what was what they actually intended when applying their writings to a society two thousand years into the future <laughs> is this. So yeah, and I, and I guess the counter to that is, well, aren't you just making them? Aren't you just? It's almost an appeal to authority as well, isn't it? And it's a, it's saying, well, these these people are in charge. We should defer to their um, knowledge about this stuff, the founders or the gospels, the of the apostles, and also you should defer to my authority because i'm familiar with what they <laughs> absolutely what they think amazingly they. familiar yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so trump's idea that um the founders wouldn't have wanted and never intended for someone who committed the kinds of crimes that he committed yeah. to, to be impeached to, to, yeah. to be impeached yeah. uh i don't know that we can really take that with anything more than a very large pinch of salt yeah particularly when the state of russia didn't exist then, possibly, yes. No, not certainly not in the form that would involve. Not in the form it does involve. today. <laughs> yeah. not. No. No. <laughs> no. Quite. So, our second example from Trump is in response to a chant from the crowd, who uh, one of his rallies, who started saying that they loved him. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's really nice. You know, in the history of politics... Nobody's ever heard that expression before. It's true. Look, Ronald Reagan, we like Ronald Reagan, right? But nobody ever said, we love you, we love you. Nobody's ever heard it before. Nobody's ever heard it before. It's an expression, true. You know, they were covering it the other night. They're looking back, oh, they want to find it so badly. They want to find somebody so badly. But it's never been said before, to the best of anyone's knowledge. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, no one has ever said I love you to a politician. Ever, ever. No. <laughs> so, not, not I mean, to know that, nobody. <laughs> you would have to have quite a lot of information about all at, of the things that have your, ever been said to politicians. Yeah, at your fingertips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. that, and that's the kind of, yeah, the kind of, that would involve a lot of reading, I would imagine, because many of well, the people that could tell you that we're probably not, you know, the, you're not yeah. going to pay attention to if you're Trump because they're experts. It wouldn't need a great deal of reading no, to find out that it's not in any way true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, some reading. You don't, and I don't have to go back did. very far. Right. <laughs> yeah. Did they say it about Obama? For example, yeah. just as a, as a kind of quick example, how about this one? We love you, and, and that yeah. is the first uh, section, the first few seconds of a compilation of clips right. of people yelling, we love you, and him saying, I love you back, Brilliant. which which happened many, many times yeah. during his yeah. presidency. And that's, that's, isn't that, now remind me again, wasn't he immediately prior <laughs> uh -huh. to yeah, yeah. Trump? So, yeah, so it's not, we're not talking founding fathers here. We're not, we're not even, we don't even have to go yeah. back as far as Ronald Reagan that. <laughs> no, we could just go back a few so, yeah. weeks before. Mm. For Trump to say, oh, you know, the press, they, they've been looking for other people who've said, who they said I love you to. They can't find any. <laughs> yeah, which press, it's never happened they're before. looking in the wrong places. Yeah, because it's never happened yeah. before. And the thing is, the drooling masses all go, 
yeah we <laughs> believe you that's uh, yeah thank you thank you that's so nice and he's just, oh, i hate him <laughs> <laughs> so yeah when you hear people say this has never happened mm-hmm. or yeah. it's it's a kind of absolutist yeah. thing if if they say people always think this or yeah. this no one has ever thought this before or done this before they're probably using this fallacy mm. Uh, or in some cases they and are. They're yeah. undoubtedly wrong, whatever, whatever argument they're using. Yeah. yeah, a lot of stuff's happened. Yeah. A lot of stuff. <laughs> so uh, yes, reasonable chance that something that they think hasn't ever happened probably has probably has. happened somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. In our third example, we have a short clip from the... What, how long was it? His speech, Kevin McCarthy's speech on the House floor. His, his oh my like God, yeah. eight hours, but I can't remember. It was, it was really, really yeah, long. yeah. It was record breaking, wasn't it? It was, uh, yeah, attempting to filibuster basically yeah. the, um, yeah. uh, the the vote, which then, then passed about happened five hours <laughs> later, yeah. and and happened when all of the news organisations were awake again, yeah. instead of passing in the middle of the night if he hadn't done any talking at all. Yeah, there you go. So one of the things he said during that period, in one of his mo- more coherent moments, oh, was wow. this. Nobody elected Joe Biden to be FDR. Now, he was actually quoting another politician in saying that, and they were both wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And also both assuming why why people voted for Biden. Yeah. They don't know why people voted for Biden, and they certainly don't know why everyone voted for him. So you can't say nobody voted for him to to be FDR, to do the things like... FDR did bringing in things like the New Deal yeah. and all of the kind of you know growth that happened post depression era, and in, in fact immediately yeah. after he said that, <laughs> AOC said I did, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, and someone else across the room went me too, yeah. which so, made, <laughs> made me immediately think of Life of Brian. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody voted for. Yeah, I did. Yeah. We're all individuals. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. So that didn't take long to debunk. No. No. That's right. As two of the people who did just were in the room. So good, isn't it? Uh-huh. So finally in this section we have uh, Kaylee McEnany when she was quite a new press secretary oh, for Trump. Yeah. And she was on Chris Cuomo's show and he asked her a reasonably simple question. Kaylee McEnany, do you believe this president has ever lied to the American no, people? No, I don't believe the president <laughs> wow. has lied. I believe the fake news media. Do you, you believe the fake news IFB media right has out of lied? My head. Do you believe the fake news media has Interview's lied? over, Kaylee. Please, the if you can't admit that this president has lied to president. the American people, you will not the have credibility with the audience. Lies, You've got a long way to go, Kaylee. <laughs> so, yeah, she said, no, I, do, I don't believe the president has lied to the yeah. American people at hey. all. There you go. So yeah. there's quite a lot of things he said that you would have to be familiar with. Yeah. And not only that, you'd have to be familiar with whether they were lies or not. So you'd have to yeah. have done some research into some of them at least. I mean, you could just look at the uh, the reporting that's been done on the, the 5,000 or so lies he told yeah. up to that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The um, jars full of... Uh, <laughs> Uh, whatever they were, gobstoppers, were they? Uh-huh. Gum, gumballs that, that somebody collected on his show. Yeah. You could just ring those people up. You go, could look at that. You could look at some of the, the primary sources they cited. Yeah. 
to yeah. back up the fact yeah. that they were definitely masses of lies. Um, Just look at all but, the things that he said and actually whether they happened. Yeah. 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 The, all things the, that he said which were directly contradictory of other things he said. Yeah, that and, would count. Yeah. Certainly. <laughs> yes. um, <laughs> yeah. But in the absence of that, claiming yeah. that he had never lied without knowing everything that he had said to the American people and whether it was a lie or not is yeah. obviously not fair. Yeah. To to be fair to Kaylee, she did say, no. I don't believe he um, right. has lied. So, yeah. yeah. So technically, mm. I don't think she's probably committing the fallacy because right. she's expressing her opinion rather than saying she's not using a, a fact that he, he has yeah, never yeah. lied to, yeah. to back up or make an argument. She yeah. is she's not using that the kind of yeah the om, yeah. omniscient author position to just quickly scan yeah. all the things that he's made up. And said, "No, no, he's not lied. So what she do is what she's implausible deniability, isn't it? So yeah, she could say, he could point out if pressed. <laughs> she said, oh, I'm only be- told you that I believe that. I, I don't believe he committed a lie. Uh, you know, told any lies. Basically, because I'm uninformed or stupid, I yeah. don't. I don't believe that. I haven't looked into it. So therefore, I am allowed to take on faith the fact that he's never lied. Um, that's that's where she's going with it." Yeah, but, yeah, or or she's actually she's on the payroll. Yeah, I'm paid to believe that he didn't. Yeah, he hasn't yeah. lied. Yeah, so if you think you might be in danger about, I believe yeah, of of committing this fallacy. Yeah, you saying I think or I believe, rather than stating something as a fact, is a good way to get around that possibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of cheating, but a little bit disingenuous. But, yeah, 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 maybe. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. It's like it reminds me of the meme that went out about. Uh, so Boris Johnson is on Andrew Marr's show, and Andrew Marr says, um, "What's the what's the fate of all the lies you've told? What's your favourite lie?" <laughs> and uh, Boris says, "I don't tell lies." And Andrew Marr goes, "Yeah, that's my one too." <laughs> and now is the time I think for Mark's British politics corner. Speaking of whom. In April 2020, Boris Johnson shared with us his amazing familiarity with how he knows how hard it is for everyone in lockdown. I know how hard and how stressful it has been to give up, even temporarily, those ancient and basic freedoms. Not seeing friends, not seeing loved ones, working from home, managing the kids, worrying about your job... And you're firm. I understand your impatience. I share your anxiety. And so I know it is tough, but I refuse to throw away all the effort and the sacrifice of the British people and to risk a second major outbreak and huge loss of life and the overwhelming of the NHS. So the end bit, I just left that on because it's good to look at that in retrospect and see that's exactly what happened. Um, so this is at the time when, in April, people were uh, arguing, allegedly, that we should come out of lockdown. The, the people of Britain, not just people in the cabinet or people in the Tory party, which they were. Um, and so he's appealing to his 
familiarity with the way that we're all worrying about that, which is quite amazing familiarity given his privileged millionaire prime ministerial mm. position, which I suspect doesn't include actually having to worry about looking after the kids or his firm, perhaps worrying about his job. Yeah, I grant him that. And also amazing that he's familiar with all of that and yet had no familiarity with what went on on December the 18th when he hosted a Christmas party in his flat in Downing Street during the self-same lockdown, nor any familiarity with his cabinet secretary doing exactly the same in his office the day before. And despite having not lifted lockdown in April 2020, he went on to have no familiarity with the events in the Garden of Number 10 on May 2020 and continues apparently to have none. Even now there's evidence of two parties including one with a bring a bottle invitation. So, yeah, so when he does, he and the one that he does, which annoys me the most is, I know that the British people, you know, collectively, the entirety of yeah. the British people, he knows full well what they're thinking. And he does it every, in Prime Minister's Question Time, whenever he's asked something awkward, he will revert to... Tory party policy, which he then dresses up as this is the will of the British people. I know the British people will want you to be asking questions about this. Well, and in the last episode where we discussed that he told off the reporter for asking the wrong questions, he invoked his knowledge of the British people to justify telling the, the uh, reporter off for wrong, asking the wrong questions in that growly kind of voice. So my second example to, uh, you know, in, in the interest of balance, Keir Starmer, the leader of the Labour Party, made a speech this January, setting out, well, last week sometime, setting out why it would be quite patriotic to vote Labour, after all, where he revealed his amazing familiarity with what makes the entirety of the world jealous. Think of all that the British have to be proud of. The rule of law. The integrity of British justice has always been the envy of the world. And it's always been a big part in our economic success. A good reason to do business in Britain is that you know a contract will be respected. So, and it's kind of ironic that the Tory party's Liz Truss shares his amazing familiarity with what made the, uh, the world, the entirety of the world, the whole of the world, jealous. She said the same thing in 2016 when she was Secretary of State for Justice. I'm immensely proud to be given the responsibility to uphold the rule of law to make sure that our legal system continues to be the envy of the world. And this insight into the world's envy about the rule of law and faith in contractual agreements is ironic because Liz Truss, who's now the foreign minister and now in charge of the ongoing Brexit negotiations with the EU, is considering tearing up the 24-year-old contract of the Northern Ireland Protocol Agreement over ensuring an open border between Ireland and Northern Ireland in order to facilitate smooth border crossings for goods from the UK's territory, Northern Ireland, and the EU of Ireland. Was was Keir talking, like, in the abstract or about the past when he talked about how... No, he's talking about the... Because, the I mean, it's just, like, last year or the year before that, that Boris I know. completely steamrolled the contract that it. we had. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and just yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not honouring that not at all. That. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, why? So, what is who? Who is proud in Britain about that? We're not the envy. We're the. That's the other thing. That I guess is the opposite of that. Is when 
newspapers or whoever the you know, left-wing commentators, not Kistama, <laughs> say we are actually the joke of the world. You know, well, how do you know that? You've got the entirety of the world. There are some bits of the world, I'm sure, have no interest whatsoever in the British Isles. And if only we were one <laughs> of them, <laughs> that would be great. It would be a lot less stressful, I'm sure. Yeah. So anyway, Keir Starmer, in his list of things that make Britain proud, he spoke again in January. And also, uh, former UKIP MP William Cash, now a Tory, spoke in 2015. They're amazingly familiar with other global jealousies. A creative heritage that's the envy of the world. Only UKIP is standing up to developers to fight for what makes Britain the envy of the world. Our beautiful villages, towns, countryside and landscape. So you see, having this omniscient view, it's is a bit, you would think, being, you know, someone who's omnipresent and all-seeing would make you sort of infallible as to what is the the envy of the world, <laughs> what... What, pe- what the rest of the world is envious of about Britain. But there's like a massive list. It's not one thing, obviously. It's the, you know, the rule I mean, of law. But that's the, the shittiest list. The, 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 <laughs> ta- the towns? Who gives a fuck about British towns? <laughs> towns what and landscape I mean, villages. maybe I villages and cities. You know, we've got London's pretty cool. And there are some very yeah. nice villages in the Cotswolds and places like that. But towns? Yeah. There isn't a single town <laughs> in England that is enviable at all. They're all shit. No. They're... <laughs> because, and not at least because of their f- foaming jealousy yeah. of cities yeah. and villages. And landscape. Yeah, yeah sure, there's yeah. some nice bits. But have they not yeah. seen Italy? <laughs> exactly. exactly the fields yeah you know the pining for the fields that's There's plenty yeah. of you're not really seeing nice bits looking of australia bits of the world. really quite nice. yeah which and you know that's uh, that i think it's also contained in people describing the manchester ship canals as the venice of the north <laughs> yeah which which isn't reciprocated by venice when you go to venice it doesn't say we are the manchester no. of the south no doesn't it's not so it's you know there's that there's something in there about oh yeah you know well this is well even brighton says it's kind of london by the sea to to kind of so this is what the people all of london think that brighton is london on sea well they don't have you ever been there that's right no it's not part of the part of the difficulty of brighton is you can't go in one direction because there's the sea whereas in in London, you, well, you can can't, go north. You can't go south, south of the west. river after a particular point in the. No, that is true. If you're in a cab, not via, <laughs> exactly, not via any kind of public transportation system. Yeah, and not only is that shit list, but it continues. In January 2020, over 60 agricultural groups, including the National Farmers Union, the Royal Society of Protection of Cruelty to Animals, and the Soil Association, declared their familiarity with planetary green-eyedness, saying Brexit can be a catalyst for UK farming to be the envy of the world, where they wrote a letter to the Prime Minister about UK food standards, calling for them to be protected after Brexit. Coincidentally, the same standards currently underwritten by the EU, which are actually at the heart of the trading arguments across the UK, EU, Northern Ireland, Ireland border. 
It could be wrong, it could be right, it could be logically shy, it could be spiteful, could be insightful, look for fallacies in the wild. It, it could, could be, be wrong, it could be right, it could be logically shy, it could be spiteful, could be insightful, look for fallacies in the wild. It could be wrong, it could be right, it could be logically shy, it could be spiteful, could be insightful, look for fallacies in the wild. It could be wrong, it could be right, it could be logically shy, it could be spiteful, could be insightful, look for fallacies. In the wild, it could be wrong, it could be right, it could be logically shy, it could be spiteful, could be insightful, look for fallacies in the wild. It could be wrong, it could be right, it could be logically shy, it could be spiteful, could be insightful, look for fallacies in the wild. There we go, Mika there with the the Grace Kelly challenge on TikTok. I haven't got a fucking clue what that was. Right, yeah. Well, now you've got to go look at it. I think I went down this rabbit hole because I was looking at Ryan Reynolds' interviews with Judy Comer for Free Guy, uh -huh. and then it led me off to the Beaker Grace Kelly Challenge because Ryan Reynolds does one. Okay. And uh, which, which is brilliant. And you think, bloody oh, he can sing. And then all of a sudden, who, who pops up but... Uh, anchor man himself, Will Ferrell, okay. turns up to sing the high bits, and it's just terrific. And then that leads you down an, an insanely infinite group <laughs> of people all doing it badly or quite well. Yeah, and then then it, which and makes you think, oh yeah, whatever happened to Mika? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those of us who are hip, <laughs> down with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in the Fallacy in the Wild, we like to take a look at the Fallacy of the Week from a non-political perspective. And this week, our first example comes from uh, Misery, the Ooh, yeah. um, uh, Rob Reiner adaptation, I believe, of the Stephen right. King yep. Uh, yep. book. And in this scene, um, Annie Wilkes has uh, found out that, that Paul Sheldon, her favourite author, has killed off her favourite character and is a bit pissed off and um, wants to get him to, to burn the book that he's written can't you see it's what god wants you're so brilliant i would think you'd certainly be able to see that we're put on this earth to help people paul like i'm trying to help you please help me help you so <laughs> can't you see that this is what god wants yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's it's yeah, it's the appeal to the founding fathers again. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, uh, this is a very common thing that people who are trying to justify their interpretation of the Bible or of some other religious text um, say. You know, ev even if it's not written down in the text, um, yeah. You know, this isn't the thing that that was talked about at the time or was specifically written down but i know this is what what, what god wants means. this is what yeah. they meant and this is what um you know god wants us to do because the problem is it carries no weight at all if you if you're not a member of that system if you're not inside that system and a believer in that particular god or powerful head of the something or other if you if you simply don't believe in god <laughs> It will it will make no difference, yeah. and and 
so therefore they just sound like crazy people because uh-huh. you could you can point out to them and say well how do you how can you possibly know that oh well i have faith so they're they're calling in the uh the kaylee argument which <laughs> is well i believe that this is well you can go on believing that it doesn't make it any truer because belief isn't knowledge yeah so, see my yeah. my other yeah. my other example on this um topic of yeah. knowing what God wanted was from Shadowlands. Right. Right. Um, which is obviously a biopic of C. S. Lewis, who was um, yeah. you know, yeah. a a Christian. Yeah. And yeah. he gave a speech in the film where he said, you know, what if God wants us to suffer? You know, people say, right. Why does God let suffering happen? Yeah. Maybe he wants us to to suffer and he says, I yeah. I think maybe God wants us to to kind of be able to love and be loved but but also suffering brings out certain things in the human condition yeah. and stuff but he very much put, puts it all in terms of th- what he thinks what he believes mm. therefore isn't yeah. really committing this fallacy whereas right. whereas Annie yeah, Wilkes yeah. is like god wants this to happen she's just going full yeah. out for that thing yeah there's no that yeah c.s lewis he, he wrote a uh he wrote a series of mere essays, christianity and the screw tape letters yeah. and all those kind of things where he's he, they're almost Socratic tales where he has a teacher and a pupil and he's trying to explain but he, but he always put even when he is being the omniscient author as well he puts some distance between himself and talking about what God wants mm-hmm. he doesn't yeah he doesn't like Annie Wilson just goes God wants you to do this. <laughs> and actually, in a way, that in filmmaking terms, when people do that, that's a shortcut for they are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> when they, there is no difference between uh, their view and the view that they hold. They just, they just, they exhibit amazing familiarity with what deities are thinking. Yeah, I find it, it, it's, um, an, um, there's an amazing correlation between people saying what God wants and what mm. those people think is a good thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, and what they want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he wills is particularly <laughs> a good one because it's exactly it's what she wants. <laughs> yeah. So our second example in this section is uh, from Elementary, the New York-based right. Sherlock adaptation. This is actually reasonably early, early on in the first season and Joan Watson is convinced that Sherlock's dad is going to come and meet them for dinner. But Sherlock is is less convinced. As I've already told you, your concern is unwarranted because he has absolutely no intention of showing up tonight. How could you possibly know that? Because he is a serial absentee, a pathological maker and breaker of promises. So Sherlock says he his father has absolutely no intention of showing up to dinner. And while he is basing this on some evidence... Yeah. That he's his dad is a serial maker and breaker of promises, and that he you know regularly does this kind of thing, and also he's Sherlock. Got some form when it comes to making these assertions, and yeah. he does turn out to be correct in this. Instance. Oh, right. oh, that's a shame. I wanted to turn <laughs> up and, and thwart him. Yeah, he doesn't, in fact, know necessarily what his father mm. intends to do. Um, Sherlock is um, a, a serial user of this fallacy essentially because what he will often do is 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 get a set of um pieces of evidence 
and then yeah. say that he knows what has happened or what the the yeah, resulting yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause of something was or motive for someone doing something or person who did it when in fact he doesn't know he doesn't have all of the information he does he has some information which leads him towards a particular conclusion and he although he claims to use deductive reasoning he actually uses inductive yeah. reasoning and bases yeah. everything on probability rather than yeah familiarity with all the information and he goes further than say poirot or or colombo even who who kind of when they gather everyone in the drawing room or the equivalent in downtown manhattan or wherever colombo operated mm. um la colombo and was. said oh yeah oh yeah there you go and says um well this is what happened and this is what they did he they kind of tend to stick to the events as yeah. they unfolded, whereas Sherlock goes straight for knowing what people were thinking and what they intended to do all along. Yeah, he kind of does an extra leap. Yeah, and and in fact, in yeah. this episode, the crime that he's solving basically is a a body has been found in the wreckage of a plane because they believe at the beginning that that this person was on the plane when it crashed. Um, but actually, the body he Sherlock believes was placed in the cargo hold because the person caught someone putting sand in the fuel tank so that the plane would crash, and then to to so they didn't get um, kind of caught for it, they bashed the guy over the head and put his body in the cargo hold. And then, having right. suggested this as what probably happened, he accelerates the truth and says, "So now we know what the motive is for this." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and yeah, yeah. so he's he ex he accelerates his own truth and at the same time kind of assumes amazing familiarity he assumes what the person was intending and why they did what what he assumes they did <laughs> yeah 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 so yes so so once yes once you've accelerated that truth and got to that conclusion only from the only the truth that you just made up then yes, to then to use that as a basis for knowing stuff. It, yes, I mean he, he's quite he a does it. He does detective, it a lot. Really, yeah. isn't he? I mean, yeah. I love Sherlock, yeah. but he does he does make he does a lot do of assumptions. Lot. Yeah, it's just that he has yeah. a, a very good hit rate. That's the only reason he's any good at all. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> good. To, well, well, the ones the ones where he's successful, those are the ones that Watson writes down. Yeah, that's all true. The other ones where. Where it's gone horribly wrong, it's going. It never gets finished, so you're just going. Oh, no, I'm not going to, not going to write that one down. Uh -huh. Yeah. So before we move on to fake news this week, it's time for another Patreon poll, and the reason for this one is because yeah. we've reached a Patreon goal. So that's awesome. Thank you very much to all the people. Yeah. Who who much. give us money to do this? <laughs> yeah. No, I know. it does. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Every time. That people pay for it, but yeah, but lovely. Yeah, but yeah, you enjoy it's brilliant it. that they do, and do and part of the fact that they do means we have to occasionally do stuff for them. So. so yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, difficult things that we don't want. To so do. since we yeah. reached uh, this Patreon goal, we are doing yeah. a thing called on both sides, which means we're going to look at all of the logical fallacies that are used to argue when you say all well that's, a bold that's fair <laughs> yeah. we are gonna research and find lots of logical fallacies that yeah. are used on yeah. both sides yeah. of a particular argument we will of course say they are all yeah yeah we'll claim they're then, all of them you know, yeah. yeah 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you guys, or more accurately, the patrons, get to uh, vote on which controversial topic, I guess, we we choose yeah. to look at. And at the moment, we're open to suggestions. Because by definition, it's a controversial topic because there are... I mean, there has to be some count, controversy, counter controversy positions. to it, yeah. doesn't there? Yes, exactly. Um, Otherwise... There would Although, be to no, be honest, is there, there, a, be two is there a topic that isn't controversial these days? <laughs> is there one that people yeah. actually accept the truth of um, in, Th- in that people don't large agree? enough numbers? That might be it. Yeah. That might be the one. So, yeah. so I'm thinking things maybe like flat earth, gun control, immigration, yep. uh, vaccination versus anti-vaccination, those kinds yep. of things. So please... Give us some ideas the of things you would like to hear Trump us becoming president yeah. again. <laughs> look at look at the arguments yeah. for on both sides, the the bad arguments for on both sides. We're not going to really be talking about the kind of the good arguments. Uh, we're going to be yeah. focusing very much on the on the the fallacious arguments and the bad yeah. reasoning on both sides, both sides, both the side that we yeah. agree with and the side that are clearly wrong. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So give us some ideas, yeah. and uh, at some point in the next couple of weeks, we'll put a poll up on the Patreon page, yeah. and patrons will get to vote on which uh, topic they would like us to discuss. Yeah, yeah. Um, then there'll be a bit of Topical a delay topics. when we go yeah. while we go away and actually research them and, and work look that into out it before we yeah. actually do that. Yeah, and uh, and kind of run around screaming, going, "Oh, <laughs> oh that one really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, what? Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah." Yeah, might we do several of these? Would it be worth doing them in an order? So if there's kind of like, you know, proportional representation, do we have I tell you the what, first and the second? Our, our next Patreon goal is to do another one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So, right. yeah, 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 you never know. If uh, if enough people enjoy it and want to increase their yeah. their pledges or encourage more people to become patrons, then, yeah, we may do a second one. So, But go. let's get yeah. this one out of the way first. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if everything drops off. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna play fake news, folks. I love the game. It's a great game. I understand the game as well as anybody, as well as anybody. Yes, it's time for fake news, the game where I read out three Trump quotes, two of which are real and one I made up, and Mark has to figure out which one is fake news. You see, I know for certain that when Euclid gathered his first class of mathematicians together, they predicted that the scoring in this game could not get more exciting. Sounds reasonable to me. Yeah. So it's amazing, amazingly yeah, yeah. reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. So the theme for this week's yeah. set of uh-huh. uh, quotes is yeah. awful things Trump said about women. <laughs> Have we only got three? Women, we, <laughs> women in general, rather than specific women in most cases, but not oh, always. Okay. But uh-huh. uh, also, these yeah. these were uh, from before he was president. In some cases, oh, way okay. before. So oh, this is just like a a. a Short history of some of Trump's misogyny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just the highlights, really. Just highlights. Yeah. yeah. Haven't got time for everything. Okay. No. So. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Statement number yeah. one. Right. Women have one of the great acts of all time. The smart ones act very feminine and needy, but inside they're real killers. The person who came up with the expression the weaker sex was either very naive or had to be kidding. I've seen women manipulate men with just a twitch of their eye or perhaps another body part. 
it was quite poetic up to that point. And then, yeah, or perhaps another body right. Oh, dear. Right. Okay. You know, I mean, it's it's not good, but it's. But then he just uh, completely lets himself down. Yeah. Statement okay. number two. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Psychologists will tell you that some women want to be treated with respect, others differently. I tell friends who treat their wives magnificently, get treated like crap in return, be rougher and you'll see a different relationship. Unfortunately, with people in general, you get more with vinegar than honey. Okay. He's obviously not seen Monsters, Inc. Uh-huh. He, you know, laughter would always win out yep. over fear. Or Winnie the Pooh. Honey. Or Winnie, <laughs> or Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. yeah. You see? Yeah. You might not get stung as much, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, okay. statement number three. All right. Mm-hmm. I said to my friend, a very rich, very successful guy, I said, why are you with your wife? You know, he had a lot of money. He could have got a really attractive wife, but she was like a four at best. Very flat-chested. If she had lost £40, maybe a five, but she seemed like a nice person. He didn't have an answer. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, what kind of scale is he using? 20? 10? <laughs> 5? Uh, mm. Why are you... you mm. Uh, okay, very flat-chested. If she lost, if she lost forty pounds, she'd disappear altogether. Okay, but she seemed like a nice person. <laughs> he didn't have an answer. Um, okay, yeah. Well, I think the see. I don't know whether see that he didn't have an answer is either very champion or very Jim, as is, or perhaps another body part. So I'm I'm torn now. Okay, be rough and vinegar with honey. Vinegar. Mm, mm, okay, mm, on. So, mm. See, they're all perfectly formed insofar as they get. They've all got a punchline, which is unusual with Trump. So these must be early ones. Uh, okay, eyes. Is it body part? Okay, I think number three is the one that you made up. You think I said that about a woman? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> very rich, very successful guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think you said that. Okay. No, I think you made that one up. You you put that into Trump's mouth, which is not a nice image. So the other two, which are you more convinced by? I... I think, notwithstanding the possible gym punchline, I think the, the number one, the women have greatest acts of all time. Okay. Now, I will That's say right. I don't have yep. audio clips for any of these because they are Thank God. from uh, transcripts. Or, well, one is from a book and one is from a transcript of an interview. Right. Because so, they were done before <laughs> sound was recorded because he's that old. Yeah. Uh, so you think number one yeah. is real? Yeah. And number yeah. one, yeah, is real. It is oh, from no. it is from his book Trump: The Art of the Comeback from right. 1997. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, Does he have any artistic, artful comebacks? Not really. Don't think He's so. Not Churchill. No, I think is he? I think it's the comeback, as in like. If you are bankrupt and then you can come back from that. Right. Oh, I, I don't think it's like a, a witty oh, okay. a reply witty to someone it's insulting you. Woman, no. uh, madam, you're ugly, sir, you're drunk. No. Yes, but in the morning I will be sober. Not like that. Not a witty comeback like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, well, he good. he yeah. he wrote that down in a book that he knew people would probably read. Uh, uh, no. Well, he wrote, Well, or, he didn't. Or, or he read it. No. He said it to someone who wrote it down. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, and it would have been. It would have been. Well, I hesitate to use the word <laughs> fine. Fine. I mean, would it, it would have been. Would it though? Uh, no, no, no. But it's much, much worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The last much, bit makes it worse. worse. Yeah, much. It much does. Worse. It does kind of ring with, uh, you know, blood coming out of her eyes, out of her whatever, for the from yeah. one of the debates, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Yes. And it's a bit like it's a bit nudge nudge, mm. you know, without being self-aware and that kind of stuff but yeah no it's that's just awful yeah. isn't it so what when was that what year 1997 was, really oh god i was going to go like 1983 or something <laughs> no. god he's such a old-fashioned misogynist isn't he not one of the modern ones <laughs> yeah 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 he's a proper old-fashioned misogynist <laughs> oh my. so uh statement number right. two you also think is yeah right. the vinegar and honey yeah and yeah number two is real. Yeah. No. That is from uh, an interview he did with Nancy Collins for ABC in 1994 uh, with Marla. He was he and Marla were interviewed, and oh, I... and like while she was there, he was talking about how saying, how shitly you should treat your woman. Treat your woman. Because <laughs> so because yes because what he's. What he's implying there, what he's insinuating in her presence is, I treat you magnificently, and got, or I treated you magnificently, probably more likely, got treated like crap in return. So therefore, I treated you like shit. Yeah, because I get more from that than 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 being nice. being nice to you. Yeah, well, obviously it didn't work because he got divorced. So psychologists will tell you that some women want to be treated with respect, others differently. D- will they? Will they tell you that? How, I mean, not not like good psychologists. <laughs> no, I would. I think all psychologists tell you that everybody everybody ought wants to be wants to be respect. treated with respect. Yeah, even if some people don't deserve it. Which means that uh, you're correct. Number three was was no. completely made up. Uh, although a couple of the frame phrases in there, like uh, "she's a four at best" and "very flat chest" no. and things, are no. things he has said about specific women. <laughs> oh, God. oh no! Uh, yeah, I thought. Uh, yeah, see, I thought the I said to my friend, a very ritual, successful guy, "Why are you with your wife?" Might be as far as no, it no, went. that was the bit no, I made no. up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Should have known better. Yeah. Oh my so, god! So that means right. you are now on uh, forty-two out of eighty-one, well, uh, hey. which which is again over fifty percent. So you are maintaining. Oh, look at that! Your it's it's mad score. You you clip was right. <laughs> Yes, it's time for the part of the show that this week, at least, is called "A Year of QAnon Failures Is Not a Logical Fallacy." <laughs> because it's 2022 so it's time to look back over the past year and yep. uh the thing we're going to look back it's on <laughs> the, the great awakening is a storm yeah the the, the, the promised where storm. everyone went <laughs> where where we all went as one and all all as all yeah so yeah. there is a podcast called welcome to hell world uh which is about q right basically 
and uh, their kind of Twitter handle, Poker and Politics, uh, or at Poker Politics, uh, posted on Christmas Day yeah. a thread of all of the stuff that Q, or some of the stuff at least, not even all of it, um, that, that QAnon <laughs> uh, kind of acolytes claimed was going to happen during 2021. Yeah. That didn't come true. Um, and it was a great yeah. thread. And I'll link it in the show notes. That's and um, it was Fair it just funny. made yeah. me think. Well, we should we should have a look at some of the, the things because some of them yeah, I didn't yeah. even know about. Because I mean, kind of I kind of pay attention a bit to Q and um, or or you know Q hasn't posted since what December eighth, twenty twenty. No, no. But his his followers so, still um, seem to be there um, and think yeah. things. Well, other people, yes, other people who definitely aren't Q never were. Have been um, posting stuff. Ron Ron Watkins. Ron, yeah, yeah. Ron Watkins, yeah, yeah. who is, and it, it, what's interesting in this thread is that poker and politics. These guys um, pick up on the stuff that we did when we were reading the book, which is actually there's just a lot of infighting going on. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of um, you know, it's the gourd versus the sandal <laughs> Absolutely. kind of stuff, isn't it? Schisms <laughs> are plenty. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. And you think just like all good, re- no, just like every other re- <laughs> well, religion, it's a cult. Let's call it, you know. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just like all all cults, um, yeah, there there are people who will say, well, yeah, but you're you're not interpreting this yeah. very open to interpretation thing correctly. What I believe it means yeah. is what it really means, using the amazing familiarity exactly. uh, that yeah, they yeah. have with. With whatever, I know what Q meant. Yeah, and yeah. there's a there's a huge amount of amazing familiarity that happens in yeah. in QAnons, as we talked about through every every chapter of the book that we looked God, at. Yeah. Yeah. There's the there are there are people who are looking at the cryptic bullshit that Q posted, and saying, "Well, it means this. This is what he meant when he when he posted it." Um, yeah. And and again, several of them put different things. They can't definitely both be right realistically probably none of them are right because probably q didn't really mean anything he was just posting it to yeah to make to people a, say a stuff. A LARP. <laughs> yes yes exactly yeah, yeah. Um, or, or make people think that he knew something more than they did yeah a lot of it was yeah it was deliberately open to interpretation so yeah. that the people could spend their time interpreting it and not yeah yeah and it, it focus contains on all the kind of plausible deniability and all that stuff as well yeah whilst yeah. whilst being you know people just go oh yeah that happened that thing you just said that vague thing it happened and then they would just go well, yeah. yeah it happened yeah, if you yeah. interpret it in a specific that way and only way. with hindsight <laughs> yeah, yeah for but, sure yeah but more often the stuff they specifically say is definitely going to happen doesn't happen. Yeah, and, and that's, that's that's what this that's thread is the problem. About. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's the problem, yeah. and also the source of much amusement. Yeah. So yeah, in January, uh, praying medic who was one of the authors of, of one of the chapters in the book, um, yeah. he uh, he was one of the many people who was claiming that uh, Pence would overturn the election. Basically, Pence would. Yeah. would um, just declare Trump president and say that the um, the electors in the various states which were disputed would uh, were were not valid, um, which didn't happen. Uh, in case you weren't paying attention, <laughs> yeah, there was a yeah, there was a kind of big gathering of people that were keen to see what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and uh, and he said, yeah, nothing of the sort. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So so that wasn't real. And Apparently, nothing <laughs> can stop him. And yeah, yeah, nothing can stop him. And and even if nothing did, like even if he didn't do that, the Constitution, according to a guy called Anonymous Patriot Q, right? Uh, he the Constitution would, was just going to automatically somehow make uh, Trump president. Um, yep. The the argument I believe at the time was it would all happen on March the fourth. I can't remember well, exactly right. how the was maths worked out. Why that was something to do with that was the anniversary of when the oh yeah that's right a, a corporation. Yeah, that's right because there hasn't been a real president since yeah. the eighteen hundreds or something. So exactly. so this was going to be the real inauguration march. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, through, also known through as January, clutching at straws. <laughs> yeah, through through yeah. January they were claiming that um, not only was uh, Pence going to declare Trump president, which obviously didn't happen, yeah. uh, but then after that it was all going to go to the Supreme Court. They would deal with it, and that went through into February as well. Uh, yeah. The Supreme Court would would um, decide that the electors from uh, Michigan and Georgia and Wisconsin. Um, weren't valid and then they would just hand the uh presidency to, to trump yeah yeah march 4th came and went nothing happened yeah at that point a few q people started to go oh this doesn't seem like it's happening <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and started to back, kind of splinter off somebody earlier on had said stop worrying about that awakened <laughs> outlaw who uses the outlaw josie wales as his um Profile picture. Mm -hmm. I don't think I don't think it's clear. He said he's just saying, just let the people who are working out that stuff just work it out. Don't yeah, hassle yeah. them about things not being turning up in the schedule. That's you know, it's the equivalent of the Lord moves in mysterious Yeah, yeah. Ways. yeah. Stick, to the, the stick to the plan is the is the kind of yeah, stand, yeah. a standard Q thing yeah. is, is, you know, there is this overarching uh, narrative that we don't understand, we don't, we're not part of. It's all under control. And there was, yeah. a, there was a huge number of people who were absolutely convinced that, that Trump losing, Biden being inaugurated and, and all of that stuff was part of Trump's plan somehow yeah, yeah. <laughs> to stay president. <laughs> so after March 4th came and went, was yeah. the the one that I didn't know anything about, I hadn't heard anything about, which was the idea that for some reason on the 11th of March, which was yeah. uh, Biden's first um, primetime address to, to the nation, um, okay. that yeah. that was somehow going to coincide with some event that made Biden go full dementia and and then okay. be be twenty fifth amendmented out of office. Right. I don't know how that would lead to Trump getting back in because the Democrats had definitely won by that point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, As, okay. But yeah, so even right. if that had happened, which obviously it didn't, um, yeah. Kamala Harris would have become president. So oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know what they were going for with that one. No, no, and in fact that one gets turned up later on doesn't it that's another conspiracy theory that it was all to get oh that camilla yeah yeah camilla camilla ending up as president was another theory about yeah. the, the the deep state were all yeah working on that and then we get april right. <laughs> and right. in april yeah. everything goes fucking insane because <laughs> 
because March the March fourth didn't happen, yeah. and now they're just like looking around for stuff to yeah. to think is not real, which is oh, okay. and it gets yeah. really weird. I didn't know about any of this stuff. Yeah. One of the one of the conspiracy theories somehow, and I I still don't really get this, even though I'm looking right at it, <laughs> is that somehow yeah. George Floyd didn't have legs. There was uh, there was like. N- there was what? there was people taking screenshots of the video of George Floyd, first of all being killed, but also then being kind of lifted onto a gurney and to put into an ambulance, and saying they don't look like legs. He's got like something covering where his legs would be. Look closer, and and the people, other other people are going. No, he's definitely got legs, and like where. What, what are argument? people getting out of that? Are they, are they saying he's by, not by faking real? His, it, it, I don't it, know. It's not him. He didn't get killed. I, don't, I mean, that doesn't seem to be the argument they're making. It's just like he does, doesn't have legs. I don't know. I honestly, I have no clue what this is about. It's so weird. Yeah. And there was there another, there's another shot of somebody who oh, it must have been the the site where he was killed uh-huh. where people have been putting flowers and and in the background there's a uh, a shot of a gas station and there are two prices on there one for unleaded fuel and one below it for coffee for 99 <laughs> cents so it's clearly not fuel because no, fuel is a dollar 89 coffee. yeah and the people are going well it can't be real because diesel doesn't cost 99 cents you're quite right yeah. coffee does <laughs> diesel doesn't so they're just going, well, you see, it's all been faked. It's not real. It didn't happen. Cops aren't culpable because diesel doesn't cost 99 cents. Yeah, and George Floyd doesn't have legs. Yeah. That, not, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then uh, someone, one of the QAnons claimed that Gwen Stefani is not right. still not Gwen Stefani anymore. She has been replaced by a clone oh, in, a, okay. in a kind of Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney dead kind, of, kind way. of way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, comparing mm. pictures of of Gwen Stefani yeah. from from before and after the replacement. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> presumably, okay. these people haven't ever heard of you know rich people having plastic surgery. Yeah. I don't or, know. I'm or, not saying or, Gwen Stefani's had plastic surgery. or a makeover yeah. or. Yeah. Just changing the uh, all looking different in different lighting or an yeah. angle, or you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. or no, just being a bit older and no longer being in that band, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay. not sure how that relates uh-huh. to mm-hmm. any uh, anything, anything at all, at all. No, no. Um, and then Prince Philip died. Yeah, well, that see that unleashed all yeah madness. I remember at the time that he was there were coincidences about. Yeah. Him driving or something or dogs or something. But you see, his title, the Duke of Edinburgh, will be inherited by the Earl of Wessex. Who is that? Is it Edward the Earl of Wessex? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I think yeah. He is One of those. Edward, yeah. 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 So he'll become Duke. And he's, a, he's currently an Earl. And on the same day, the rapper Earl Simmons. DMX. Died. Yeah. 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 So. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Coincidence? I don't yeah. think so, because no, it isn't. Because two people, one of whom was like ninety-nine, yeah. died. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That no, guess right because he died on the ninth of <laughs> whenever that was. Was that May? 
April, 9th of April, age yeah. 99, which, of course, if you put the 9 and the 9 and the 9 together, and then And then flip them upside down, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you've got to, 666. To make 666, then you've yeah. got 666. No, no conclusion to be drawn from that. It's just, you know, and <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Did it get normal at any point during the year? Well, in May, Linwood and Mike Lindell came along, so no. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and here's where they were starting to directly contradict each other. Mike Lindell was saying, uh, we've got the voting machines, we've got all the proof, it's definitely uh, fraud, yeah. the election was stolen from Trump. Meanwhile, Linwood is saying um, it wasn't stolen, uh, there was an attempt to steal the election, Trump set it up, like Trump, uh, Trump okay. uh, yeah. knew it was happening, let it happen so that all of these people can be arrested. Um, right. None of those people right. have, have since have been, been arrested. arrested. No. Nor have they found any evidence. No. In, no, no. 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 Um, no. Funnily enough. So yeah. both of them were wrong, even though they were arguing yeah. with each other. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and um, well, That's right. And wasn't Fauci going to be the, the, the first arrest? Because yeah. they kept saying in the in the book the great awakening there will be you know mass arrests arrest. yeah there was yeah mass be, loads of mass arrests all those are people yeah all the people that we disagree with and don't like and feel a bit aggrieved uh, because we're not them all of those people are going to get arrested well one of q's first posts was claiming that hillary was either already arrested or was about to be arrested yeah back yeah. in 2017 so yeah yeah that's They've been wrong every single time they've claimed any of that was going to happen. Exactly. And they haven't even had the the insight to use hindsight. They haven't had the foresight <laughs> to use hindsight. And just, just put a post out once somebody has been arrested and then say, there you are, you see, it's coming well, to pass. All the people have been arrested are Republicans. That's the yeah. thing. <laughs> all of, that's a, most that's, of the worst well, one's called an inconvenient most, truth, yeah, isn't it? Most yeah. of the high-profile yeah. arrests that have happened over the last year have been yeah. Trump's cabinet. Or, yeah, or, yeah you know. that's true. Yeah, or people involved in electoral yeah. fraud. Yeah, who have been Republicans. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm. So, um, yep. the, much of the next few months was taken up with the Arizona audit. Um, God, uh, yeah. the cyber ninjas yeah and and yeah. the claims that that was definitely gonna um bear fruit and the claims of of what was it like bamboo that they were finding in the fibers of the paper which proved somehow that the paper had come from china which yeah. proved that yeah. china was interfering in the election or something like as that well as hugo chavez yeah yeah or that yeah. the um the paper hadn't the the ballots hadn't been folded somehow or had been folded differently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, yeah, all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Lots mm-hmm. of bullshit. Yeah, uh, it's, like, it's like you know that song, "The Court of King Caractacus." <laughs> it's that it's kind of like that, isn't it? If you've read out the whole of the the list of findings, well, as we will talk about later, the list of findings <laughs> from Cyber Ninjas, mm-hmm. you could just set it to music and get Danny Kay to sing it, and it would. You know, it would hit the charts. Yeah, in yeah. the fifties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the Arizona audit lasted until September, and then they came out and said, "Yeah, there was actually." Well, they they made various claims, but none of it l- amounted to actual fraud at all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And what they found was more votes for Biden. 
Um, That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, Biden won it several times yeah. over, didn't he? Yes. Um, exactly. At which point, Ron Watkins spoke up and said that they basically that wasn't the real report. And there was going to be more uh, uh, that would come out, okay. and and all that was coming out at the moment was kind of selective leaking that made it look like there was nothing there. Right. Um, so and and also gets Ron Watkins at the top of the pile to so that people go, oh, Ron, nice, that yeah, good thinking. Yeah. You're, you know, if only that Q guy was still around. <laughs> that's right. We all know it was Ron Watkins. <laughs> you know, and that's a bit, and I think Ron Watkins is just ruining the day when he kind of revealed himself to be, you know, the the scary guy in the. In the disused roller coaster, they pulled the mask off his face and they're going, Oh, it was you all the time. So, yeah, and then nobody believes a word. And he mm. should have just kept the mask on, yeah, you know, and dashed around at night with a cape. And people would have gone, Oh, yeah, there he is. There he is. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Once the mystery's gone, nobody cares. Yeah, nobody gives yeah. a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, and he's just as, he's being just as arch and. You know, tapping the side of his nose, going, eh, you see, wait. So, and nobody believes him. He's just <laughs> an also, he's another QAnoner now. Yeah. You know, he's not, he, yeah, nobody. And it, oh, he's so furious about that. I'm yeah. Say, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. So, uh, and then October was mostly Mike Lindell claiming that um, he was definitely, definitely going to get right. the Supreme Court to take the case. Just This was oh, okay. actually, to be honest, he was saying that through a lot of summer, but the Supreme Court wasn't right. in session until October. <laughs> so, and I don't think anyone right. told him till, oh. till yeah, yeah. <laughs> after the summer. Yeah. So uh, yeah. but at the point where the Supreme Court came back, he was like, yep, yeah, we're definitely, by, by Thanksgiving, Trump will be back in the Oval Office. Uh, yeah, yeah, that didn't happen. Um, no, no. no. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see actually one of them back in in August, Tommy Robinson got involved. Tommy Robinson, who's um British whatever is that yeah, Yaxley Lennon. Yeah. We shouldn't we shouldn't gratify his lust for being an ordinary person. We should just always refer to him by his double barrel yeah, name, yeah. Yaxley Lennon. Um was saying that so if this isn't a fallacy, I don't know what is that uh, the shot of some event could be any festival in the summer. It says Alabama hanging on every word Trump says. The crowd, the energy. No way this guy lost mm. be- because of the crowd, because of the energy. Because, no, yeah, mm. it was the same watching Duran Duran in the summer <laughs> at, at the festival I went to the Isle of Wight. There was a crowd. You know, there was. No, not really any energy, and I drew the conclusion there's no way this band was ever <laughs> successful. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and unlike Yaxley Lennon, I was right, and uh, it was appalling. But they were, yeah, dreadful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there was a bit, new, bit more numerology in August, uh, in Ooh, October rather. Sorry. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The tenth of the tenth. Um, oh, oh, right. Oh, because okay. yeah, yeah. Was that another um, key date? This was when the storm was going to happen. Gonna yeah, happen the storm. Somewhere. The storm okay. has been um, Harold camping levels of uh, kind of repeated and repeated and repeated. They've come up with different dates when it's going to happen, uh, depending yeah. on any given 
amateur mathematician understanding any random Q post. Um, I mean, I, right. I expect you could find right. if it if there had been anything anyone could have destri- described as the storm, you could yeah. definitely have found someone who claimed it was going to happen on that day. The fact that it's never right. happened makes it harder for right. them to to uh, yeah to claim victory. Um, yes, because because they're all sort of in agreement what the storm will consist. Yeah, of. yeah. Massive At the very least, mass arrests. Yeah. Yeah, um, and and Trump re-crowned, you know, put back on the yeah, throne kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. That would seem to be essential to the storm coming. And that, yeah, and I like in the comment on the tweet, it says, yeah, Martin Geddes, who was tweeting about this, came up with another deadline because that man lives <laughs> only for deadlines <laughs> that fail. Yeah. <laughs> And someone was really sure that something was bound to happen at some point or other, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's going to do this. Yeah. And there's no group more prepared. Um, yeah, take heart. It will happen at some point. Just keep believing. Uh-huh. Just have, <laughs> keep the faith. Yeah. So, yeah, 10th of October came and went. <laughs> uh, nothing happened. Yeah. And then... <laughs> um, yeah. And then got, nobody's kind of reaching around for another one yet. Are they kind of? Are they, I bet I, they are. I, I bet there's something. I, wa- I want to see a kind of a commensurate dropping off of membership yeah. of QAnon somewhere. There, there's, there's, you know, the, somebody who's keeping a graph of the <laughs> subscriptions coming in. Just going, I've noticed a bit of a drop off every time somebody posts a date and it comes and goes. Oh God, didn't we talk about that? Wasn't there one? Where JFK Jr. Oh, yeah, was the Dallas one. going to... That's interestingly not yeah. mentioned in this thread, but the whole yeah. Dallas that thing was where another they said, yeah, this was going to be... Turned up... JFK Jr. would be back um, yeah. in Dallas, in Dealey Plaza. Um, yeah. And... Or some people even said, I know that he's not coming, but it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> the, 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 you know, the storm is uh-huh. coming. And go, well, if it doesn't matter to you that these dates come and go, then... There will be no commensurate drop off in level of membership. You know, that's the scary thing, isn't it? You've, how many of these have got to fail for people to just go, yeah, you know what? He's not Yeah, I mean, back. for some of them, that's... there isn't a number. There isn't a, an, an amount no. that they can be wrong <laughs> that will make them yeah. convinced that they're wrong. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it's like that sketch. There's a Peter Cook sketch. It's Peter Cook, Dudley Moore, and well, various people have done revivals of it where they're all sitting on top of the mountain and um they're, they're waiting for the end of the world and whatever's going with and there will be a mighty wind and then we'll know so it's basically the storm are coming and and I th- oh and rowan atkinson in one iteration of the sketch was saying will this wind be so mighty as to lay low the mountains of the earth <laughs> and peter cook goes no <laughs> And then, and then nothing happens. They sit there and nothing happens. And they go, oh, all right. Same time tomorrow then. And then they descend the mountain only to do it again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And you get the feeling that they've done this every day, waiting for this wind that will be so mighty to lay low the mountains of the earth. Nothing happens. Never happens. Doesn't, doesn't divert them from their faith yeah. that it will. So uh, towards the end now of the thread, mm. um, in November... 
Um, this was when they talked about the the plan for the deep state to install Kamala Harris, and oh, right, it was when true. Biden went yeah, yeah. in for his yeah. colonoscopy. Now we heard right. around this time that when Trump had gone in for a colonoscopy in Walter Reed, he had done it like awake and without any anaesthetic, because oh, wow. because he refused to give up uh, presidential power to Pence even briefly. Right. Yeah, yeah, presumably in fear that Pence would go, yeah, you are not I'm suitable to be president. It. I'm not giving yes, it yes, back. Yes. But, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so the, the, the conspiracy at the at this time when uh, Biden was going in for a colonoscopy yeah. was, because he was actually, he had an anesthesia like a normal human. And yeah. uh, so yeah. briefly, Kamala Harris was given, for the first time, a female was given presidential power. Wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the the conspiracy at that point was, yeah, he's not going to wake up. They're just going to keep Kamala as president. Again, which it would have been more easy to just get her, you know, voted yeah. in as president. And, it, and it's not like she's a Republican. Yeah. So what's the... what's the? No, this was issue? like the, the yeah. deep state uh, we're going to oh, do. Oh, okay. It was like a, this was a and negative was thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Like yeah, yeah. she'll oh, okay. be even worse or something. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, and because the deep state are that all-powerful, all-knowing, you know, amazing familiarity, all-knowing all organization that can do anything they like, uh-huh. but but they couldn't elect the first female president. No, no. They had to wait for Biden's. They had in their diary, in their key diary of world events, Biden's colonoscopy appointment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They they can only achieve things through what appears to be just things randomly happening. Mm. They yeah. Oh yeah. well, that's what they want you yeah. to think. You see, because yeah. yeah, yeah. But but you know, there's nothing more powerful than somebody having a camera shoved up their <laughs> ass. See, that's a key date. If only Martin Geddes thought about it more <laughs> carefully, he would just peruse the anatomical diaries of the rich and famous and it'd be well yeah you forget about making stuff up and basing it on letters and numbers just go look at famous people's diaries for their um intimate appointments <laughs> just go, i mean yeah right ah you see that's when we should do it that's when the storm's coming well yeah sometimes it can feel like that when you have a colonoscopy <laughs> Yeah. 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 So yeah. Uh, I will put a, a link to the thread on uh the show notes and check out um Welcome to Hell World podcast. Uh I've listened to a few episodes, it's quite good stuff. The commentary on Q and, and, and there's some nice the... nice points that that they make at the end, which is you know, just just the kind of whilst they rip the piss out of this stuff, the they're kind of providing a service for the clinically insane <laughs> <laughs> by asking, you know, what you're being lied to again and again. You know, it's not like there's, it's, it's not even got, well, it's the same kind of lies that religion tells you. You know, it's, there's not even the promise of if you don't follow up this, you'll end up in hell for all eternity. That doesn't exist. So there isn't a, there's no need to believe these lies. <laughs> Yeah. So no, what, and they're what, saying, yeah, look at these from? things. If you yeah. if you believed them and they didn't come true, why are you still believing them? Basically, yeah. yeah. So it all it all becomes about the the, the cultishness of it all. You know, we've mm-hmm. and if you watch the 
uh, the, the the four hours in the capital. Have you seen that documentary on BBC? It might be on BBC.com. Um, look out for that. It's great. Lots of footage of all the phones and and then the various people, and they're saying, "Yes, these are my people. I found my people." And then we stormed the capital mm. with them, and you know, it's and they're not. It hasn't changed the way they think about. It that the fact they in, inflicted death upon people, it's just what why would you want to belong to an organization that does that without being having a gun held to your head to make you do it? But there, there we go. And finally, some things we really don't have time to talk about. Among the latest people to have their phone records subpoenaed by the January 6th committee is Pillow Huckster and Dollar Store Cliff Clavin Mike Lindell. Like most cowardly right-wingers who know they probably broke the law, Lindell has sued to keep his records private, and the reason his lawsuit cites is that enforcing the subpoena would violate his rights to, quote, freedom of religion, speech, press, political expression, and to associate with others to advance their shared beliefs. Now, I'm not a constitutional scholar, but I'm pretty sure a couple of those aren't rights as such, and I'm very sure they aren't violated by requiring Verizon to show the committee who he called and when. And I don't know where the fuck freedom of religion comes into any of it, or for that matter, freedom of the press, since Lindell is a pillow salesman and a nutter, not a reporter. <laughs> Brilliant. A year ago last week, Republican Senator Lindsey Graham, appalled at the events of January 6th, declared on the Senate floor, all I can say is, count me out. Enough is enough. Fast forward a year and Biden recalls those same events in an address and calls them out for what they were, denouncing the lies spread by Trump and his acolytes fomenting violence in seeking to overturn the election in his favour. And Graham, ever mindful of the right-not-doing irony, tweeted... What brazen politicisation of January 6th by President Biden? What? Duh. As if a violent and deadly insurrection that involved an angry mob storming the seat of government intending to kill Mike Pence in support of recrowning the losing former leader of another political party wasn't itself the, and I mean the, politicisation of January 6th. You know, the day when the Senate ratifies the votes for the newly elected president. What the fuck? Helpfully, those that do get irony took to Graham's small bluebird feed to ask such things as, is the idea here that the riot itself was apolitical? And point out that attempted coups are political. Although one Michael Harriet nodded sagely in agreement, adding, Joe Biden should be ashamed of politicising the political rally in the headquarters of American politics that devolved into political violence by interrupting politicians carrying out the political process of choosing the country's political leader. Shame on him. Yep, he's sure our kind of people. Michael Harriet, that is not Lindsey Graham. Remember a couple of years ago when Matt Gates told that story about his adopted adult son and for a while everyone was like... Even if he hasn't done anything wrong as such, this is pretty fucking weird. Well, it's Madison Cawthorn's turn. Hitler fan and fiction novel lover Cawthorn has recently announced that he and his wife of less than a year are splitting up, and an old video surfaced of him telling the Daily Caller how they got together, and it's super fucking weird. I'll let him tell it. So me and a bunch of my friends, we went to, uh, we, we got to go over to, um, the, over to, very close to Russia, we got, went to Sweden and Norway, 
and we had just an incredible vacation. It was great. I was in a lot of pain the whole time, but it was wonderful. Uh, but then we got on a boat and went into uh, St. Petersburg in Russia. And, you know, we just decided to take $100 each and go into a casino and see how it went. And, you know, I ended up meeting uh, an American there who was a captain in the Army and who was originally from Miami. And so we hit it off, created a really great relationship and stayed in contact for about a year and a half until later I was down in Miami for work. And uh, he, he texted me and said, hey, would you like to come compete in a CrossFit competition? And so I, I, was, I, I laughed and said, well, well, Todd, I'm in a wheelchair. I obviously can't do CrossFit. And he said, well, just do the pull-up section. I was like, okay, sounds good. And so I show up. But anyways, it all was a sham. It was a fake CrossFit competition. He just wanted me to put me in the same room with the, uh, the girl who was eventually going to become my fiance. And so we did, and her and I hit it off. And it was, uh, it was really, it's been a magical relationship ever since. Who among us? can honestly say we haven't been tricked into meeting a woman by being invited to a fake CrossFit competition by an American soldier we met in a Russian casino. Happens all the time. So many times, I can't, can't even count them. An illegal Russian casino, presumably, since the nearest legal casino to St. Petersburg is 960 miles away. Quite a weird yeah. holiday excursion as well when you're vacationing in Sweden, since the only ferry service from Stockholm to St. Petersburg sails once per week and takes 38 and a half hours to get there. Other than that, totally normal story, and I'm sure that's exactly how it happened. Yep, yep. And he, and he said it unhesitatingly. Uh-huh, he yeah, began yeah. the story. Right into it. You know, right into it. Didn't, <laughs> no running up to it at all. Yep. Okay, folks, listening at home, please adopt the tiny violin playing stance. And I believe the tune of choice for adding accompaniment to the downfall of idiots is Hearts and Flowers. You know, the one that goes... To indicate how sad we all feel really deep down under the guffaws and belly laughs. Why? Because those ace detectives of electoral fraud, cyber ninjas, are shutting up shop and closing down for good. Ever the brave-faced spokesman Rod Thompson bullishly said on behalf of cyber ninjas, $2 million debt from the Arizona audit and endless legal and character attacks on the company by those who oppose the audit make it untenable moving forward. Of course, it's nothing to do with their shoddy practices, partisan stance, CEO tweeting conspiracy shite, not finding anything of note, having no experience in the field, and Maricopa officials concluding that out of any findings they did find, 76 of their 77 claims were false or misleading. Oh, and nothing to do, of course, either with a judge in Maricopa County holding the company in contempt and ordering it to pay $50,000 per day in sanctions for failing to provide records related to the so-called audit to the Arizona Republic newspaper. No, 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 nothing to do with that. The decision to shut down was made well before the judge's ruling, Thompson said, adding under his breath, so, no, 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 no like a true electoral professional. As Hans Gruber so wisely says to Theo in Die Hard, Christmas is a time of miracles. And just before Christmas, Trump showed just how true that is by being the same responsible one in a conversation with another human. Admittedly, the other human was Candace Owens, so the bar could barely be lower. But honestly, I'm impressed that a bar even exists that is low enough for Trump to clear. 
Owens was doing her usual sanity-baiting shtick, suggesting vaccines are not only unhelpful but actively dangerous, and that more people died of COVID in 2021 than in 2020. OK, Trump didn't point out that for a good chunk of 2020 it hadn't had time to spread everywhere, but he did say that vaccines work, and that most of the people who are dying are the ones who refuse to take vaccines. Yeah, he didn't acknowledge that most of those people are anti-vaxxers because of him, but come on, miracles aren't that powerful. <laughs> We all know how Trump pretty much governed by Fox News. He loved appearing on the show and bleating on about the sad state of modern America, like the unsavoury, racist, misogynist uncle no one likes to be stuck next to over Thanksgiving and Christmas. And Fox News soon figured out that they could alter policy by talking about things Trump had no idea about. So that's everything then. When they could see from where they were broadcasting from across the lawn that he was watching. Turns out, in a Washington Post report, that it was worse than that, and possibly actually worse than Nixon taping everything. Apparently, Trump used to dial Fox News' Sean Hannity and Lou Dobbs into Oval Office staff meetings. Indeed, so close was the relationship that the committee investigating the January 6th riot revealed that Laura Ingraham, Brian Kilmeade and Hannity all texted Trump Chief of Staff Mark Meadows as the president's supporters stormed the Capitol. Mark... The president needs to tell people in the capital to go home, Ingram wrote. If only Laura had had the good sense to channel one or two of Trump's other TV <laughs> triumphs and told him, you know where the lobby is, sir? Down the hall to the left. Or simply, you're fired. As we know, Republicans love alpha males who stand up to authority and aren't afraid to say what they think. You know, people like Ted Cruz. OK, sure, Ted did crumble like a little bitch and praise the man who called his wife ugly and his father a murderer, but that was probably a one-off. I mean, yeah, he did blame his daughters when he was caught running off to Cancun while the citizens of his state froze without any power, but any alpha male would hide behind a couple of teenage girls rather than admit they were an ineffectual piece of shit with no real power to help anyone. Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. Cruz is a strong, principled guy who knows right from wrong and, thanks to his years as a tough-on-crime prosecutor, knows what terrorists are when he sees them. Eighteen times since last January, he's described the insurrection that he helped foment as a terrorist attack, and he won't back down from that stance. You know, unless Tucker Carlson tells him to. In which case, he'll backtrack, apologise, claim he messed up and beg for mercy like the snivelling little slimy, shitty-bearded, spineless cuck he is. Because Tucker decides what's true and what isn't, no matter what any judge says about his show. Well, here in Britain, the virus is over and Boris has won. Desperate to distract us from yet more revelations about his not following the rules about social gatherings during lockdown and not strictly telling the truth to the independent, though appointed by him, investigator into whether he asked a Tory donor to pay for his wallpaper, Boris has decided to hedge his bets on Omicron, helping him bring about the end of the pandemic. How? Well, he's going to reduce the isolation time after testing positive from seven days to five days. That is, those self-same five days that most people are still testing positive during. So they could stop shirking and get back to work to pay for the national insurance tax hike to pay for the furlough scheme and the increased heating fuel charges to generate enough VAT to create a windfall large enough for Rishi Sunak to be able to give that to the people suffering from not being able to afford to pay the national insurance tax hike and the increased fuel bills. Also, Boris is doing away with the free lateral flow tests so people won't know whether they are positive, so they won't have to isolate at all. You know, 
exactly the opposite of that which allowed his government to swiftly plan an albeit non-response to the size of the Omicron outbreak. Ah, oh, dear Dominic Cummings, we so miss your guiding hand on the tiller, steering us away from the ignorant path of herd immunity and letting the bodies pile up. No, no, we don't. Still, could be worse. Liz Truss could be within shouting distance of the Prime Minister job. <laughs> oh, no. Wait. <laughs> so that's all the bad arguments and faulty reasoning we have time for this week. You'll find the show notes at fallaciousTrump.com. And if you hear Trump say something stupid and want to ask it for it's a fallacy, our contact details are on the contact page. If you think we've used a fallacy ourselves, let us know. And if you've had a good time, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can support the show at patreon.com slash ftrump. Just like our newest patrons, Steve Hillier and Colleen Leerler. Our straw man level patrons, Kaz Tui, Steve Bickle, Schmutz, Mark Reiki and Amber R. Buchanan. And our true Scotsman level patrons, Andrew Halk, Max Beaver and our top patron, Lauren. Thanks very much for all your support for over the last year. And please continue to do it <laughs> and spread the word. You can connect with those awesome people as well as us and other listeners in the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Trump. All music is by The Outbursts and was used with permission. So until next time on Fallacious Trump, we'll leave the last word to the Donald. That's right. Go home to mommy. Bye. Bye. <laughs>